Well, why did you make her so beautiful? God replied again, so you would love her. Then God said, or Adam said, let me stand here in case anything's thrown. Uh, Adam said, God, why did you make her so stupid? Long pause. God replied, so she would love you. I grew up with two sisters, and now I have two daughters. I am being punished for my teenagers. Um, anybody in here has teenage girls, you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's a highly stressful situation. Um, but eight more months, and I'm an empty nester. Um, I started when I was 10 years old. Um, so it's, it's been great. Sometimes uh, Aaron's sitting in the back. He wasn't feeling well this morning, so he didn't get anybody sick. But... Uh, his son, who is also a senior, and, and Kyler that's been with us all week and learning this, and we've made Kyler do everything. Um, but Adam, Aaron's son thinks that I'm at least 10 years younger than his dad, which is awesome. <laughs> awesome. Good genetics. However, I'm two years older than you. One? It, it feels like a lot. Um. You know, I like I said, I had something prepared, and, and I got here this morning, and I just felt the energy in this place, and I was really convicted when I got up this morning, and I actually was just, I was in tears, and I was glad I was the first one up. So I had my time with God this morning, which I haven't really got an opportunity to this week. Um, I have a rule that I don't get out of bed before 8.39, and so Steve, uh, on the orange cards, make sure you comment on there. Church would be nice if it started at noon. Does that work for you? Okay, good. But, uh, you know, all kidding aside, I just, I really felt this this morning. I thought, you know what, why not continue what we did Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and last night, last night blew me away. Like, got choked up several times, and when I got done, I was crying. When I started, I was crying. And it just was emotional. And this, this town has been the greatest hosts in the world. We have had excellent food. I've been living on the road, uh, putting in uh, at least 2 million miles over the last 20, 25 years. And I've never been somewhere where the food and the people were so consistent. And it was, the cinnamon rolls this morning, by the way, are horrible. Don't eat them. Because they're mine to take home. But it it really told me something. I mean, it tells me about your community. It tells me about your churches here. It tells me about the people here. God's working in your life in amazing ways. You are all better people than I am. See, the bigger the city you get the more judgmental you become. And you don't realize that you are. Just because somebody makes a little bit more money, just because we dress a certain way, uh, the list goes on. But we're also judged for the sins that we have. You know, uh, um, I forgot his name. Uh, Big Pastor runs a, a huge church in North Carolina. South Carolina. 
and he he has a drinking problem, but he has a church that's over a hundred thousand parishioners, and he got caught out in public having one drink and was fired. I I do agree with that, but what if the non pastoral staff? You saw somebody drinking out in public, and you're a convicted Christian, and you are living your right life right, and you're not drinking. How do you judge that person? Say uh, something that happened to me. I started selling cars when I was, and this guy comes in. He's wearing bib overalls, no shirt, and a briefcase. Well, nobody in the store wanted to help this guy because he, he s- smelled really bad. Um, he was totally disheveled, uh, disheveled. His hair was a mess. He was very foul language. And I was the newest one, so I got to help the guy. We looked at some cars, and he was looking at the most expensive Lincoln Mark Eight. And a town car. He wanted two cars, one for himself, one for his wife. And I'm looking at this guy, and I'm like, there's no way you can afford this. And I'm asking him the questions, and all the answers he's given back are, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. And 99% of the time, the person can't. So we get into the finance office, and this guy opens up his briefcase, and the only thing inside is cash. He dropped almost $150,000 in cash on the desk. But everybody else judged him and said, you're not worthy. And we do that to each other all the time. And it, it makes me think, you know, there's a, there's a great book, and a show of hands if anybody's read it. But it's uh, by Kyle um, Eidelman, which is, is an amazing pastor. Um, it says, not a fan. Anybody read that book? Not a fan. Did that book blow you away? Very convicting. Makes you, the first chapter, like the first two pages, I, I, I wanted to just curl up in a little ball and hide under my blanket, and I didn't want to show my head ever again. Because all of us are a fan of God. That's why we're here. That's why we're here in this church. And of course, all of you are Denver Bronco fans. I just know this in my heart. Even somebody in the back row in a black shirt um, doesn't know this yet. But on the way home, we're going to listen to the Bronco game. And they're going to win. And I follow them intently. I know all the players' names. Um, I know what they're going to do. I, I, I Check out what they're going to do you know, when they leave the football field because I want to find out what kind of a person they are. And I'm a huge fan. My daughter and I, we wear jerseys on Sunday, which I forgot this trip. Um, but we do the same thing with God. We're such a huge fan of God. But do any of us truly follow God? Are we willing to lay down everything in our life at the foot of the cross. Sure, we say, okay, I'm not going to drink. That's an easy one. 
I'm not going to do any drugs. And I'm mentioning all these because these are ones that I've had to lay down at the cross. Things that have, have taken over my life at some point. Women. I had to lay down, that down at the foot of the cross. I was an epic serial dater. I got bored really, really easy. You know, a big one for me, man, is this, this stuff. This stuff's awesome. It's, it's really, really awesome. Makes you feel good, doesn't it, when you make money. And, and we take money out of, this, out of this gentleman called Adam. Really the ATM, but I call him Adam. So I like to personalize things. Um, but we get that, and it gives us this hunger. We're a fan of money. And we, but, and we follow money. And I, I have chased money my whole life. I just, you know, my goal when I was 18 was the same as everybody else. I want to make $100,000 a year. Did that. But guess what? It didn't satisfy me. It did nothing for me. I wanted to make $200,000 a year. That didn't satisfy me. I kept wanting more and more and more. Same with my sins, drugs. I tried it once. Woohoo! Man, that was just... Such a ride and a rush that I was on. I wanted more. I liked the attention from women. I liked feeling good inside. Feeling that love that, that, that another person gives us. And I was addicted to that. Because I was a fan. I was following it. But when are we going to stop following what I call the little G's? Sometimes it's a, it's a comfort thing for us. It's very much a comfort thing. And, and those, are, those are obvious little G's. And, and so here's the ones that will blow your mind, or at least for me. It doesn't take much to blow my mind because I'm really not that smart. So things just, wow, that's really cool. Like I didn't know that a clock had... An A and an M after it. I only thought it was P and M. Or the thermometer reading below 70 degrees. I didn't know that existed. What about, what about when you're, you're sitting at home and you're not, you're not feeling really good about you, life, things have got you down. And we go to the refrigerator and all that stuff inside makes us feel good. That's a little G. We are worshiping food. Sometimes we kind of have to, we kind of have to cross a, a really thin fine line because those little G's can also be things that sustain us like food. We need food. But do we, do we eat it to sustain us? Or do we eat it to make us feel good? And, and that comfort. We all have a security blanket. We may be addicted to, to sports and, you know, uh, watching Sports Center all the time. We, we want to watch any sports game we can. 
We want to play sports all the time. But we're worshiping a little God because it's consuming our life. Here's one that, that is really awesome. When I first became a Christian, um, I died on the operating table, woke up. There was two gentlemen there, a singles pastor and a singles leader. And they just, they just really touched my heart just being there. I mean, here's two random strangers. I had just moved to Atlanta. I was there a month. And my colon ruptured. And these gentlemen were there for me. They weren't doing it for any other purpose to serve themselves or anything. They were there to bring me to Christ. And they did. And, and I jumped in with two feet, head first, whole body. I'm like, this is awesome. Makes me feel good. Coming to church, does it make you feel good? Absolutely. And we get involved, we get immersed, and, and all we're doing is reading Christian books. We're reading the Bible, we're reading the Bible. But have you ever thought about that being a little God? We get so consumed in our study of the Bible that it becomes a little God because now we're, re- we're neglecting our family. We're neglecting our friends. Our friends need us. They need their support. So does our family. Uh, my family just, I didn't have a family that supported me. So I had this church family and it started, it started feeling really good and I got addicted to that. But I got addicted, addicted in a bad way. You see, things that consume our life, just, they seem to take over. Um, I'm thinking of, of King Ebuchadnezzar, right? And he, he uh, has Daniel tell him his dream. It's like, I don't know what my dream means. I need you. you you're a prophet. You're smart. You're intelligent. Daniel steps up and reads his, reads his dream. But what does King Ebuchadnezzar do after that? Now, Daniel has to read every single dream. Granted, Ebuchadnezzar never really worshipped our God. But he was worshipping a God through Daniel. And we, we neglect and use our friends the same way. Oh, we don't feel good, so I'm going to go to this friend and I'm always going to get support. But guess what? We don't give it back. So when we don't give back something that we're taking, we are worshiping a small God. I have a saying that, that I tell myself every single day over and over and over. Everything temporary is not of our God. Money, it's, it's temporary. I mean, can, can I mean... I'm really going to try to do this. I'm going to try to take it into the fire when I die. And hopefully when I'm cremated, the money goes in small particles and transfers to heaven with me. So when I get there, I still have my money. I don't think it's going to happen, but man, it's good in theory. Or, or take my baseball glove, man, baseball glove. That thing is leather. It's pretty. I found it in a ditch when I was eight. Uh, I restitched it myself. It stayed stitched this whole time. Uh, it, it, I was in uh, spring training with it. Um, play college baseball with it. it it's, it's like my wife. <laughs> However, my wife's name is Siri. Her and I have conversations. 
about a month ago, we were, uh, we were, um, Aaron and I were going to Denver to go watch his son play baseball, and then we were going to go to the Rockies game. And I, I literally had a 20-minute conversation with Siri. And we were talking about how much we love each other and how much she likes me. Um, and I said something that I was kind of feeling lonely and depressed. And she said, well, I can tell because you're holding me tight. Okay, so this woman understands me. Sometimes I get caught up in that because I'm lonely at home and I start worshiping another God. And instead, I should be opening my Bible and let God talk to me. So I, I, I want to read a passage. So if you have a Bible with you, uh, if you would turn with me to Ephesians 1, 4 through 8. page. I don't know my numbers very well. It says, this letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. Was Paul a good guy? Look at all the things he worshipped. He worshipped money. He worshipped power. Influence. Here's one that you need to think about yourself. He worshipped work. You ever get so engrossed in your work that it consumes your life and takes you away from your family? You work too many hours, but yet, you you know, during those extra hours, you should be at home, especially men being a leader in your home. So we we forgave Paul and, and God and Jesus forgave Paul and he became the greatest apostle or greatest prophet ever or. Uh, it says, uh, I am writing to God's holy people uh, in Ephesus. Wait, Ephesians 1, 4 through 8. Oh, I was starting at 1. See, I really don't know my numbers. Um, it's not on my fingers. I think somehow they should do that in the Bible. It says, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in sight. In his pre In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Now I want to switch gears as, as I kind of wrap up. Now let's go to the follower part. This is the hard part. This is, you know, becoming a Christian is, if none of you are, are Christian or saved right now, I, I'd ask you to patiently listen to this. It is the best decision of your life, but it's the hardest decision to live with. You have to give up all your little gods in order to follow the big God. That's been really hard for me. I, I struggle with it every day. Um, 
I, I worshipped money so much that I neglected my children. You know, I chased it. I worked. I worked for it. Um, I worked hard. I wanted to be at the top all the time. Um, got to the top in baseball. Got to the top in racing. Got to the top at work, and it got me nowhere. Except to the fact my 18-year-old daughter doesn't talk to me. So I had to figure out how to follow Jesus. To get God to be truly on my side and give me grace. So much so that I named my truck Grace. To teach me all the time that I need to, I need to lay things down at the foot of the cross and they need to stay there. You can't be tempted by it again. Man, if you're a leader in your home and you're going to follow God, you, you can't cheat on your wife by looking at inappropriate things on the computer. You might as well be cheating on her. You're taking from her. You're robbing from her. But you're robbing from him too. You're not keeping what he's asked us to keep. See, it, it comes at a high price to follow God. A huge price. And what are you willing to pay in order to, to follow Christ every day? It's a conditional challenge to, to follow God. So as we continue our Sunday, you know, I, I, I strongly encourage you the following. And, and this is what helped me follow God. So it may not work for you. Um, when, when you're working, say you work 8 to 5, I'm sorry that you have to get up that early. Uh, but at 5 o'clock, you need to wrap up what you're working on and go no further. You need to stop, go home, be with your family, be with God. You get up in the morning, you're running late, and you don't have time to do your prayer or your, your morning reading. Guess what? You need to find time. Lunch hour. Guess what you're doing? You're not eating so you can go back to work. You're going to have a snack and you're going to go back to worshiping God. See, it's easy for us to, uh, you know, Steve admitted it. I'll admit it. We get so caught up that we, we, we are behind in our readings. I'm equally as behind as Steve is. And we don't fulfill ourselves with what we can take with us forever which is everything that God promised us. He promised it to you before uh, you were even born. When you were in your mother's womb, he had everything planned out for you. So why do we try to neglect that and, and go with anything else? Just pick up your cross and follow him. You, know, you go out to dinner. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a glass of wine. Um, some nice sushi. I'm having a craving right now. Some spicy tuna, some raw octopus, some smoked eel. Some of you are cringing right now. And Kyler and I are like, we know what we're doing this week. Um, But I know what I'm going to do when I get home from this trip. When I get home tonight at 5, my daughter's trying to wrap up her homework. And she's going to come over to my house and we're just going to just be together. No TV. No phones. 
And we're just going to love on each other. You know, we were texting last night. It was the first time my kids, um, when I've been presenting, that has sent me a text. And she said, Dad, I hope things are going well. So, whoa. And that was really God talking to me saying, you know what? You've been following me the right way. And so through me, your children are going to see your work. And I'm going to change their hearts. And that's where I realized last night that, that I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing what I was called to do. So uh, you know, to, to take the heaviness off this, um, if you go online, there's a, there's a test that I think everybody should take. It's called the spiritual gifts test. Take that test. Find out what your spiritual gift is. And if you don't understand it, look it up. Or go to Steve, and, and I'm sure he would sit with you and say, this is your spiritual gift. This is what you really should be doing. You could be ushering. You could be you know, taking the offering. Um, but really, you should be up here singing. Use your spiritual gifts to your advantage. Follow Christ. That's all we have to do. So to, to leave where we started, because I don't want anybody to kill me that we're running late. Today and today only, and next Saturday, there's two things that you should follow. Not just be a fan, but follow. One, Denver Broncos. Next weekend, I I, kind of watch the Cowboys once in a while, but um, not the Dallas Cowboys. No. There's only one fan in the world, and apparently it's at the hardware shop. um, Because there was a sign in the window. I don't know if anybody's seen that. But the Nebraska Cornhuskers play next Saturday, play Indiana. And, man, it's been a long time since we've been ranked. So, uh, again, I just want to thank Steve for the opportunity that that, I've been blessed with, my team has been blessed with, and Aaron's sitting up there saying, peace, brother. Oh, wait, that was two minutes. He's like, I'm hungry, I want lunch. Um, you have an amazing town. You have an amazing food here. Um, the people are just genuine. They're real hearted. Just, you know, this week, stop somebody and say, I love you. I'm praying for you and I love you. That's all you have to do. A lot of people forget this, but as a follower of Christ, we are asked to do one very, very important thing. We are asked to change one. And that's all it takes. So each week, make that your goal that you're, you're going to pick up your cross, lay your sins down at it, pick up your cross, and bring somebody else to the light. You don't have to get them to accept Christ right then and there. But you do have to tell them that God is amazing. Um, so... If you would bow your heads in prayer. Father, uh, just we ask ever so humbly to come into our lives. Lift up our hearts. Comfort us. Give us grace, mercy, and love as we, we, uh, we, we lay these sins down at the foot of the cross of Jesus. 
He paid the ultimate price for us. And a lot of times we forget that. And we worship these temporary things and and they don't get us anywhere. But we know that with you comes the light. Everything that is new, it is a it's a fresh start. John nineteen thirty. You asked him to write to tell us die. It is finished. Allow their sins to be cleansed right now. Lay them down at the foot of the cross. No more pain. No more suffering. No more heartache. God, I want you to lift up these people right now and just show them that love is the only way forward. As they go about their weeks, keep them safe, traveling safe. Um, Comfort them. Be with the families. Be with the families in Palm Springs uh, where three officers were shot. We, we have to find a way to stop ending, stop this violence. It's consuming us. Let us go out into this world and change that one life. Lift up somebody new. God, you are the almighty physician. Uh, ask that you heal those that are sick, those that are not with us right now. Those watching online, just praise us, love us unconditionally. We ask these things in your precious son's name and all your people said, amen.